This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the Solemnity of the Most Blessed Trinity, the 7th of June. I noticed this week that I've got over 6,000 photos on my computer which go back to the time when mobile phones became cameras and so much more besides. And it struck me how keen we are to make and conserve images which can rekindle a moment that we want to cherish. One of the most striking instincts of all reality is the tendency to make images. Just think of the simplest thing, like a rock or some inanimate object. When the rains come and soften the ground around it, the rock makes an image of itself on the earth. If you hurl a stone through a window, it'll make an image of itself in the broken glass. And now think of things on a higher level, like plants. They can make images of themselves more dramatically. So plants can drop a seed which enter the earth and eventually go on to reproduce on a higher level than, say, a rock or a stone is able. Think how trees can cover an entire countryside or flowers can cover a hillside, image upon image upon image. Now go even higher. Animals can reproduce themselves even more intensely and more perfectly. And then think of an embryo forming itself in the womb of its mother and some months later a stunningly complete image of its parents emerges into the light. Image making, reproduction, communication seems to be a mark of reality at all these levels. Think of the way that we human beings manage to communicate and make images of ourselves by conversation, by writing or speaking, the use of the media, the sharing of ideas, indeed, what I'm doing right now. We reach out, we share, we communicate, we touch, we impress ourselves upon the minds and hearts of others. So where does all this come from? How does it happen? Well, every single week, we Catholics stand up and when we're able to come to Mass, we declare our faith and belief in God the Father Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth. God is the ultimate cause of the existence of all things. Therefore, are we surprised that God is marked in his very nature by something like image-making, communication, connection, conversation? Are we surprised that the creator and sustainer of this entire universe is marked at every level by the desire to make an image of himself? Indeed, we might appreciate the entire physical world in all its complexity as a mirror, a reflection of God's manner of being. We speak of the Trinity, as we do today on this feast and every day, and to speak of the Trinity is to speak of a play of the persons within God. So in this way, it's no longer quite so fanciful or incomprehensible to our minds. The doctrine of the Trinity says that in the very unity of God, we find an imaging process. The Father, from all eternity, produces an image of himself, like the rocks, plants, animals, humans, but in the most intense and perfect way. The perfect image of the Father 
that reproduces himself, we call Jesus the Son. This mirroring process that we see here below is but an analogy of an image that appears in God. Think of when I stand in front of a mirror and the mirror catches an image of me which is remarkably like me, but it's just a surface image in two dimensions. It's not reproducing the totality of my being, just as my words and gestures right now are images of me, but they don't perfectly communicate who I am. Now think of God. The Father can produce a perfect image of himself, meaning an image that possesses all of the perfection of the Father, mind, will, power, love, compassion, everything the Father has, the Son has. That's why we say week after week that the Son is consubstantial with the Father. He utterly shares the Father's being. All images here below are reflections to a degree, but the Son is a perfect reflection of the Father. When the Father and the Son from all eternity look at one another, what happens is they necessarily fall in love. If you see something that's truly good and beautiful, you love it and you want to be united to it. Now imagine the Father and the Son looking at each other and each seeing utter perfection. That means each one automatically falls in love. Archbishop Fulton Sheen has a lovely metaphor that the Father and the Son from all eternity sigh their love for each other. This sigh of love we call the Holy Spirit, which, as I said last Sunday, is the breath that goes forth between the Father and the Son. God, then, is a play of persons, Father giving rise to Son, the Father and the Son together giving rise to the Holy Spirit. God's unity, not compromised because all three are consubstantial, one in being. If all of this sounds a bit abstract, remember that the Trinity is another way of saying that God is love. We don't merely say that God has love or that love is one of the attributes of God. We say that love is what God is. This has to imply that there is a play within the unity of God of lover, beloved, and shared love. If God is love, not something he does from time to time, it is what he is, then within his unity there is a lover, the Father, a beloved, the Son, and the shared love of Father and Son that we call the Holy Spirit. This love that God is, is so white hot, so intense, that it spills over into creation, precisely into all those echoes of communication and image, making what I described earlier. This world is now a mirror image of God's intense communio, his community, his shared life. Finally, in the case of human beings, this communication in love, which belongs to our very nature, was interrupted by sin. We can say it was a breakdown in communication, a becoming caved in on ourselves. So the triune God, 
addresses this problem of communication breakdown, as we heard in the Gospel today, in the famous line of St. John, God so loved the world that he gave his only Son so that everyone who believes in him might not perish but might have eternal life. The Father so burned with the love of the Holy Spirit that he sent his own image into the world so that a sinful humanity might be drawn back into fellowship, community. The Trinity opened up so as to include and embrace a wandering and sinful humanity. Whenever I think about the life of the Trinity, I realise that it's a universe away from something just abstract, because we are so close to the heart of the deepest mystery of who God is and what the very dynamics of salvation are. Think about all this next time you make the sign of the cross, when you claim the life of God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. And Mary knows this mystery better than all of the saints or Christian souls that ever lived, because in her womanhood, she is daughter of God the Father, mother of God the Son, spouse of God the Holy Spirit. Let us pray. God our Father, who by sending into the world the word of truth and the spirit of sanctification, made known to the human race your wondrous mystery. Grant us, we pray, that in professing the true faith, we may acknowledge the trinity of eternal glory and adore your unity, powerful in majesty. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.